Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there and welcome to School of Sellers. I am Erin Waters and I am your host. And today marks the very beginning of our Back to Basics series here on the podcast. And I think probably all sellers, whether you've been around for a year or eight years like myself, can relate when I say that I am always learning new things about this business. So The Back to Basics series is very much a resource for sellers who are just starting out, who have no idea where to start, but also for my seller friends who have been around for years and years, who really want to make sure that they are doing the best things for their business. And today to kick it off, I have a very special guest, Kristen Doyle, who is one of my teacher seller friends. And today we are going to be talking about making products for your TPT store that people are actually going to buy. Because it's one thing to create a product, but it's a whole other thing to actually sell the product. So today we are talking beyond just the obvious, here's how you make a slide and here's how you input fonts. All of those things will be taught in the foundations course for teacher sellers that we are releasing in May of 2021. But today, Kristen's going to talk with me about a lot of different things that are often overlooked in the product creation phase of TPT. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Kristen, and I hope you enjoy our talk about creating products that people will actually buy. If at any point during the episode, you want to check out our product creation checklist, you can go to www.schoolofsellers.com slash foundations, where you can learn more about our foundations course, but also grab a tool for your new seller starter kit. All right, let's get started. Thank you, Kristen, for joining us today on this podcast. I know you have been around the block just as long as I have about, right? We're kind of like... PPT uh, twins in that way (laughs) with the length of our business. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your store, what you're up to, and then just anything else you want to throw in there? Sure. I am Kristen Doyle. My TPT store is Chalk and Apples, and I have been on TPT almost nine years. I started in 2012, which I think is maybe when half the world started on TPT. It seems like everybody throws that number out. So I've been on TPT for about nine years, and in the last few years, I've branched out and I'm doing WordPress designs and offer a course on SEO for teacher authors. So uh, that has been a lot of fun. I love working with teacher authors and helping you guys grow your business. And I am now a homeschool mama. So that is a challenge. It has been a big shift. Uh, Sometimes I think I just am not content with being settled and having things be easy. And I always have to shake it up and add something new. Why are we like that? (laughs) I I feel that like, really, I think it's like a sickness. It's like what, right when things get calm, we're like, you know, it would be good. Let's, let's start another business. Let's (laughs) write. I should launch a course. Yeah. Homeschool too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I, at least after this year, I feel like we can probably handle pretty much anything. So, right. So that's good. We have made it through the last 12 months. We can do anything. (laughs) Well, and you and I have both grown our secondary businesses quite a bit too, since the pandemic, which has been really fun to see. Well, I am currently enrolled in your course for SEO, Kristen, and I'm very excited about it. Um, because I always say in my school of sellers community, like I am not an expert on anything. Like I just kind of share my mistakes and go from there. So, but you are very much the SEO expert. So the reason I am so excited to talk to you today is because I think I've shared a little bit with you, but school of sellers is coming out with a course for very beginner TBT mm-hmm. sellers. And it could be very beginner or it could be people who have a store, but haven't really done much with it. And I think the first thing that always comes to mind um, when people think TPT is obviously the products, right? Because yeah. most of us get into TPT because in the classroom, we're buying those products. And then we slowly mm-hmm. morph into the people who are creating those products. And I think that product creation kind of gets an interesting reputation because we think it's one thing, but it's actually so much more. So yeah. in <laughs> our foundations course, we're going to teach like the on-screen stuff and all the technical stuff, you know, like getting into PowerPoint and those sort of things. But today I wanted to talk about kind of the things that people don't think about when it comes to product creation. I'm really excited to talk about that. And the first thing we're going to talk about is something that Kristen and I have talked about at length on our clubhouse store audits, which you can tune into if you would like on Tuesday kind of evenings at, at 5 p.m., Eastern time. Um, But one of the main things of feedback that we give people on those audits is that when you are selling your product, you don't want to just sell your product, right? You want to sell the solution that you are offering teachers. And I think so often we think of products just as products and not so much as what they're actually going to do for the teachers once they're in that situation in their classroom. So I think Also, too, this is really tied to the search process. When people sit down, I always tell people, like, if you put yourself in a teacher's mind when they are searching for something on TPT, what types of things are they going to be searching for and what types of things are they not going to be searching for? Like, what when it comes to, like, the language that we use. Yeah, we talk about that a lot in our uh, clubhouse store audits, too. Um, I think it's just really important for us to remember it's it's easy as a business owner to get so bogged down in creating the product that you think of it as the product that it is. But teachers don't come to TPT looking for a product. They come to TPT looking for a solution to whatever their problem is. So maybe their problem is their students are not getting multiplication or they really need good reading centers and they do not have time for prepping a whole bunch of crazy parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. They come with a problem and they want us to be that solution. So it's really important to be thinking of your products that way through the whole product creation process. And then definitely when you start talking about your product listing. Absolutely. And, you know, I think too, like when we think about our products, a lot of times we tend to overthink everything. Like I'm totally an overthinker. (laughs) So really like just sometimes sticking to the very basics of things can really, really, really help. And if you are ever searching for the right words or like what teachers are going to be searching for, one of the best things I think that sellers can do is just listen. Teachers aren't going to search like technical terms, right? They're not going to search like 
a product that will help me teach multiplication. Like they're going to type things like fun activities for kids or fun multiplication games or something like that, because maybe they want to infuse fun into the class or maybe they want to eliminate boredom with their students. You really have to get to the root of that problem. I think that's so important and something we will talk a little bit more about at length when we touch on the product listing part of the product creation process. But another thing I think is so important too, because I think that a lot of times with newer sellers, they think automatically like there's so many sellers already. There's nothing new to create. I have to create like the newest, biggest and best thing. And I think a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that you have to really just keep it simple. And if you are a new seller or an existing seller who is searching for your next product idea, a lot of times just keeping it simple and thinking about what works in your classroom Mm -hmm. is the ticket. Yeah. Because if you need it as a teacher, someone else needs it too. Probably a lot of someone else's. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of my best sellers are things that really came in handy for me and now are probably finding their home in other classrooms too. Yeah. My absolute bestseller is something that I just desperately needed and I searched and searched and searched and couldn't find. And so I finally created it. And I know we're going to talk about product listings and naming and stuff in a little bit, but I named it what I wanted, like what I was searching for. Yeah. And that's, Can I, and this is so random, but is it by any chance your word work product? It is. Yep. I think I own that and I've owned it for years and I agree. It would definitely fill the need. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what I've been looking for. And that's the exact type of emotion you want to spark in your buyers, right? When they come across your product. On yeah, TV. exactly. So I think that's the best place to start. Start in your own classroom. There's no need to recreate the wheel. Just see what's already working for you and share it with other teachers. And I think that leads perfectly into our second point too, is that when you are creating your product, it's, isn't it so easy to see what other people are doing and just go with their ideas? Like you see task cards and we're like, yes, I'm going to create task cards. (laughs) So I think the the second big point for product creation is not always going with your very first idea. Yeah, Um, definitely. And I don't know what your product creation process looks like, Kristen, but I know it's really hard to be stuck in the idea stage because you just want to get started creating, right? (laughs) It's so hard to stay stay there and just think on things and really flesh out good ideas versus the dime a dozen ideas that everybody else is doing. Yes. And it's super tempting too when we see things that seem really popular to create similar stuff because we want our stuff to be popular too and we want to drive those sales. I'm sure you've heard the analogy of the blue ocean. You start pouring yourself into the red ocean where there's just so much competition and so many things that are so similar. And you really can stand out more if you do your own thing and you create the products that no one else is creating. Absolutely. And I love that analogy because in order to be a seller in today's world, you have to be swimming over to that blue ocean. You can't expect to get that success by creating the exact same stuff that's already out there. Um, Because there is too much competition for that stuff, but there's not as long as you make yourself stand out. 
I totally agree. And I don't think that we necessarily have to be creating like brand new things every single time, because I think it was Marie Forleo. She's one of our business people that we look up to in the TPT world for certain things. And she says that everything is a remix. Like really nothing out there is like super duper 100% original. So if you're struggling to like really find that blue ocean, quote unquote, I think you can also think about the ways that your product is delivered or packaged. So even if it's like a similar concept to stuff that's already out there, for example, let's just use task cards. Maybe you think about ways that they're not out there yet. You know, maybe you want to turn them into boom cards or digitally change them into something. I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there, but you can really <laughs> yeah, get creative. Something that's different, something that makes your task cards unique and not just like everybody else's. Because the bottom line is, and I'll just use task cards as an example. I'm in the upper elementary niche. Who's the task card person? Rachel Lynette. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got a million task cards. They're uh-huh. all fabulous. I've used a ton of them with my students. But it's really hard for a brand new seller to compete with someone who has such a following in a very specific product line, very specific area. So if we branch out and come up with our own unique spin on it, that's where you can start to stand out and build your own following and have those buyers who come back to you instead because they like your version. That's such a good point. And I think that's very common. Like I remember, even though it was eight years ago, I remember starting out on TPT and all I wanted to do was make the things that I already saw getting success because (laughs) you, you expect that immediate success and you're like, well, I I obviously have to do what everyone else is doing in order to get there. So I think that's where it's really valuable to share our insight, like on the other side, kind of having been there and really looking back and seeing what actually worked versus what our first instinct is. I like telling you sellers to kind of pretend you have like a magic wand. So like take your first idea, let's say it's task cards, but you're going to wave your wand and be like task cards, but make it digital. Right. And then you have digital task cards. You're like, okay, digital task cards, but then let's take it a step further. Let's make them accessible on iPads, whatever, you know, you just keep taking it a step further until finally you're like, okay, I have something that seems unique enough to roll with. Mm -hmm. So whatever your process looks like, yeah, just never the first idea. The first idea is never, (laughs) never a good (laughs) idea. (laughs) It's usually the start of something good, but you have to take it maybe a little further. We were just talking about my word work for big kids product. Mm -hmm. Even that the first idea is good and it is still my bestseller, but some of the things I've added on after the fact are so much better than where I started. Yes. No, that's a really good point. And again, something that's totally overlooked, I feel like in the product world is also to keep adding things to your existing products that are going to make them stand out. I think so often we kind of forget about this stuff. Once we're done, we're like, all right, good. We won't see you again for a few years. (laughs) (laughs) We're done here. Post it and let's go. (laughs) Moving on. But those updates are just as important as the original product. So that's a really great point. Now, when I say that there are parts of product creation that are seem like an afterthought, <laughs> I can't tell you, this brings us into our third point, but I can't tell you how many times, even after eight years, I'm like creating a product, it's all created, and then I feel like I'm done. But then I have to sit down and actually list the product, <laughs> which means I have to post it on TPT, you know, put up all the thumbnails, the description and everything. And yep. 
for so long, I treated that process as an afterthought. And that was Mm -hmm. such a mistake. And Kristen, this is where you are just like my go-to person when it comes to listing your products. So do you see this often where people kind of like don't really put that much significance on the listing process and tell us how that can impact your business? Yeah, I see that all the time. And I've been there too. I don't know how many times in previous years I have been sitting at the computer at night and I get my brand new product all finished. It's all pretty. Preview is done. And my husband is, you know, waiting for me to not be on the computer anymore. (laughs) And I'm saying, oh, I just finished. I'm just going to list it on TPT and I'll be right there. And two hours later, he's asking me when I'm coming to bed. (laughs) Sounds familiar. (laughs) But yeah, the product listing is all, I mean, it's hard to put a value on which part is most important. Obviously you have to have a great product, but the way that you present it on your product listing on TPT is what is going to sell what's inside that product. They can't see the inside aside from whatever you show in the preview. So choosing those images, well, making a good preview, and then having a really good product title and description are just so important for getting people to ever even really look at your product in order to convince them that they need to buy it. Absolutely. And one of the things I love about the way that you explain the listing process and SEO, which we will get to in a moment, (laughs) is by comparing them to real life scenarios. So when you talk about being able to find products and like making sure that they're, you know, actually ones that people come across in search listings. Mm-hmm. I automatically, and I literally just thought of this as you were talking, it's kind of like, so when you were saying like, what's more important, the product or the listing, obviously you could argue either way, yeah. but if you don't pay attention to your listing, then it's the equivalent of, let's say at Walmart, you have this new product and you're really excited to put it on the shelf. But when you go to put it on the shelf, you put it on the very bottom shelf and you push it all the way to the back where no one is ever going to see it. It's like in a plain brown box. Right. Right. (laughs) And like, that's great that you made it. The product is still important and it could still solve problems for so many teachers, but like no one's going to find it if you don't list it the right way. Exactly. Yeah. You have to package it up well and list it the right way you know, that same product in Walmart, if it is sitting on the bottom shelf in the back of the hunting section (laughs) and it's a product for the kitchen, right. Not going to sell very well. Right. And I know, (laughs) right. Well, that's true. (laughs) And I know that this is something that we could probably devote like a month's worth of episodes to. So it's really hard to really dive into listing your products the correct way. But when I think of listing products, I think of the images the title and the description. So if you could give one big thing for your images, your title and your description, what quick win could you give (laughs) sellers? I know that's a loaded question. No, it is. And I'm going to have to break it into two, I think. Perfect. So for your product listing and your title, this is text, right? So we have our text part of our listing and our image part. So for the text stuff, your product listing and your title, do some research on some keywords. And that does not mean sign up for an expensive keyword research tool. Honestly, keyword research on those tools, when you start searching for TPT-related topics, it always says worksheet, spelling, worksheet, math, worksheet. It's just worksheet. <laughs> and that's not that's not good enough or specific enough for TPT. 
It's because they're looking at Google searches in general. So do some research on keywords. And that means talking to your ideal customers, looking at what they're posting in Facebook groups and what language they're using there, and then using that little autocomplete in the TPT search box to help you kind of figure out what people are looking for and what they're calling the product that you just created. When they're looking for X product, they might be saying Y, and you need to know that, and you need to be using that language in your product description and your title. So that's my big one for that. And then for images, I just think it is so important for us to get good quality thumbnail images. So your cover and all three thumbnails really should be advertising your product. And I know I have definitely been guilty of saving the first four pages of the preview, slapping it up there and calling it a day (laughs) because we're busy and it's hard to do all of the steps all the time. Right. Yeah. But it really makes such a big difference as far as what people see before they download the preview, before they read through all of your description, because as important as the description is for SEO purposes, we all know teachers don't like to read. So they're going to skim. They're not going to read every word that's in there. Get the important stuff on your images. What I like to do personally is create four thumbnails and I do it in Keynote, but PowerPoint or Canva or wherever works. My cover image is pretty bare bones. It's the title of the product and a big, pretty picture. Mm -hmm. My logo is like itty bitty over in the corner (laughs) somewhere because that's not what's important on the cover. Right. And then the other three thumbnail images, I try to use one, maybe two really big pictures mock-ups if you want. It doesn't have to be photos that you took. I know we've talked about those a lot in Clubhouse, Yes, <laughs> uh, but really visually appealing images that show off the product and not like a huge collage of them because it's a small image. So one or two that really show off parts of the product and then add some text to those pages. Use those like little mini advertisements. If it's editable, tell them what's editable. If it's digital, explain how. If there's differentiation options, add that on those thumbnails so that teachers can easily see at a glance, a highlight of the best features of your product. That's a really good point because I know I'm guilty of that as a buyer. I will, I'm so trained to look for those thumbnails now. Mm-hmm. And so many sellers are doing such a great job with them that a lot of times, like, cause I'm also homeschooling this year. So when I go to buy stuff on TPT, I will just look at the thumbnails and mm-hmm. If, if those <laughs> grab me, then I might scroll down and see the description, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that's their first impression and maybe their only impression, yeah. you know? So, I mean, that's putting a lot of pressure on those thumbnails, but <laughs> it is, it's not something you want to overlook. Do you have templates for your thumbnails or does it just depend on the product? I have a keynote template that I start with every time. And then I just adjust it depending on the product. I have five or six different layouts for the three thumbnail pictures. And then my product covers generally stay about the same. I kind of shift things around depending on how long the title is and what the words look like on the page, that kind of thing. But they generally stay pretty similar. I'm actually in the middle of a big product cover update. Oh, those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're done. <laughs> Super fun when it's all done and you can look at your pretty right. score. Like, look how great. <laughs> that is really exciting. And I think too, this probably sounds overwhelming to someone who might not even have a store yet, but things like templates and just kind of 
trial and error over and over again, you'll find what works and you can start using the same structures for things over and over and over again. So that's really, really the nice part of this business is when you find what works, usually you can repurpose it as, as, yeah. And I really would encourage anybody who is brand new, just getting started and feels overwhelmed. This is the right time to do all of this stuff. If you can get a good solid workflow down for your product creation, templates for your covers and thumbnails and stuff, if you can get all of that, all kind of worked out into templated types of forms right now, it makes things so much easier because I still nine years in have a handful of products that I know are exactly like I listed them in 2012 or 13. And I've just forgotten to ever go back and fix them. And they're not selling anymore, obviously, (laughs) because they have Chevron all over them (laughs) or whatever. They need that touch. They need that maintenance. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit as another Mm -hmm. part of the process, but they need to be updated and fixed. And if you can just start it all on the right foot, you will be in such a better position than those of us who have to go back and fix the mess we made. I mean, I tell you what, if I had a dollar for every seller that said like, oh, if only I would have started this when I started my business. And it's so hard because when you're first starting out, you're so excited and you're just raring to go, but it really pays to start the right way. However, you know, as you figure it out, obviously you won't know everything from the beginning, but yeah, it pays. And you make changes as you grow. Absolutely. Yes. You can always go back and make it better, but oh. That is such a good point. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so fun to talk to you. Um, And we'll be talking again later on Clubhouse as well. But where can we find you? If people are interested in SEO or WordPress, where can we find you online? Thank you so much for having me. This has been super fun to talk about today. I like to make things easy and I recommend this for everybody else too. So you can find me on my website, Instagram, or Facebook at kristendoyle.co. And then my SEO course is at seoforteacherauthors.com. But you can find that information on my site as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I know so many new and established sellers are going to get a lot of value out of the ideas that you shared today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. That was so much fun. Um, Kristen is always a wealth of information. And if you are a new seller and you have listened to this episode or you are an existing seller and you were listening and you were thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to start creating products. Um, Where do I start? This is a lot of information. What do I do now? Then we have the perfect resource for you all ready to go. So if you visit schoolofsellers.com slash foundations, you will find the very first piece to your new seller starter kit. And it is a checklist. And when I say checklist, I'm talking like pages and pages of checklists for you to use as a new seller. And this will walk you through product creation and everything that you need to think about when it comes time to creating your products. So you can grab that at schoolofsellers.com slash foundations. And 
when you visit that page, you can also learn more information about our upcoming foundations course, which is geared towards newer sellers, whether you don't have a store and you want to start one, or maybe you've had a store for a while and you just haven't done a whole lot with it, or you really just feel like you need kind of like a back to basics approach and really just dig in and build your foundation from the beginning. This is the course for you. So I strongly encourage you to check it out. And if you liked this episode, please make sure to check out the rest of our back to basics series, where we talk about things like marketing your products and branding your business. And again, these are episodes that are great for brand new sellers, but also sellers that have been around for a while. I know that I am a lifelong learner in the every sense of the phrase in that I'm constantly fine-tuning my business and learning new things, even when I've been around for eight years. So thank you so much for listening and make sure to go to schoolofsellers.com slash foundations. And also on Facebook, check out our School of Sellers Facebook group and School of Sellers 101. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And I will talk to you next time, friends.